don't know. Um, the last time that I preached and had notes, it was like 58 minutes. So, um, well, how long was it? Was it 58? Oh, 51. My bad. 51. I wasn't close to the record. Okay. Guys, uh, I'm, I'm excited and humbled this morning to be, um, teaching from the scripture about or answering the question, why do we have community groups? Um, especially after um, we, we last week had our worship gathering in our community groups, um, and you had that experience, and then we just sang the song that we just sang about, you know, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. That's why we have community groups. That's why we do that, because Christ has saved us. Okay? That's, that's why we do that. The reason, in part, or the first reason, the main reason that we have community groups is that it is a way to live out the biblical concept and command of community. That's what Christ has saved us for, to be a people for his own pleasure, a people who are zealous for good works. I mean, we have community groups because community is biblical and community groups is a way for us to live out community. I I, I joked about this at the beginning, um, but and this, I'm not—I'm no longer joking, but it's going to sound like it, okay? Because that's pretty much always how I sound, okay? But the longest sermon ever preached at Redeemer Church was on the topic of community. There's a reason for that, because community is all over the New Testament. In fact, the New Testament is—is is in the plural. When you're, when you're reading the New Testament and you read the word you, I bet most of the time you think me. When I, when I read you, that's talking to me. But that is, you, you would be in error. Most of the time in the New Testament, when you read the word you, it is in the plural. Because in Greek, you can be singular or plural. And most of the time, most of the time, when you read in the New Testament the word you, instructions from the Lord through Paul or one of the other New Testament writers, and it says you, it's y'all. It, it's y'all. I, I, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know we, we'd feel like a bunch of hicks if we did this, but I almost wish somebody would translate the New Testament with y'all every time the you was plural, because it's almost every time. In fact, somebody look up Colossians 1.27 and read that. Colossians 1.27. Whoever finds it, read it. Read it. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I, I 
would imagine that most of us have always heard that verse as Christ in me as an individual, the hope of glory. No. That is one of multiple examples of the you being plural. It's Christ in all of you all as the body. The hope of glory. Not Christ in you as an individual. Now, is Christ in you as an individual? Absolutely. Yes. Do you need to celebrate that? Yes. Do you need to live that out in in a missional, gospel-centered way? Absolutely. But don't ignore. Don't you dare ignore the idea that this is for us. Christ isn't just in you. He's in us as a body. We are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Yes, individual members that all have a a purpose and a function, but one as a body. The New Testament is plural. The New Testament assumes community. And think about it. Some of those individual commands, because there are, and, and some might argue, some might argue that, well, when the plural is used, the plural you in the New Testament is used, it is like a collective singular because it is an, an, an audience reading it of a number of people. It's in the plural, but it's really talking about individuals. And I'm going to tell you that there's really good textual evidence for that not being the case because many times... Many, not nearly as many as the you is plural, but a number of times in the New Testament, there's each of you. There's a command that says each of you. Do the, the, you know, each of you should not look to his own interests alone, but to, the, but to the interest of others. That's one example. There are a few examples where, where God, writing through Paul or one of the other New Testament writers, uses that phrase, each of you. That's when... The biblical instruction is meant for you personally, just as an individual. So there is times when the New Testament addresses you as an individual, but most of the time, most of the time, the New Testament addresses us as a community of faith, as a body of believers. That is simply all through the New Testament. You want a verse on community? Pick something out of the New Testament. It's probably about community because it's probably instructions in the you plural to the body. Did you did you know that Colossians 1.27 was a verse about community? It is. It is about the power of the community, the hope of glory of the community, because Christ is in the community. <clears throat> so why do we have community groups? Well, uh, I, I hope that before I even started this morning, you in part knew the answer to that question. Um, and then I hope you're, you're learning more now. The first answer I want to give you is that community is biblical. And community groups are a, a way we live out the biblical concept of community, a community of faith. It's one way we live that out. Okay. Now, um, can you think of some verses in the Bible that more explicitly talk about community? And I'm anticipating a response. Anybody 
anybody that maybe preached out of Acts 2, 42 through 47 last Sunday? Jason, Kyle, Mike. Oh, Mike's in the... Okay, so just Kyle. All right. Okay. Kyle, is, is, is Acts 2, 42 through 47 in part about community? Would you say yes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else? Come on. Okay. All right. Somebody else. Somebody got something? Okay. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. About not forsaking the assembling together is the habit of some, but, you know... Continue to do that, exhorting. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it because I'm parap- this is the Jim Smith paraphrase, but it's about community. Trust me. It's about community. All right? What else? All of Ephesians 4? Yeah. Yeah. All of Ephesians? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um. <laughs> uh, Titus 2. Titus 2, 11 through 14, which, which ends, you know, it starts with, you know, the... You know, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, but it ends with, you know, Jesus giving his life to make for himself a people who are zealous for good works. Not, not persons, but a people, collectively a group, a community, right? Yeah. So, can we agree this morning that community is a biblical concept? Can we agree? Okay, great. I'm look. I'm, there's some people who didn't shake their heads, who didn't say anything, and I'm I'm trying to make eye contact to see if you disagree with me. Okay, uh, that you're, you can we can agree that that is a biblical concept, and so community is a biblical concept, and we practice we have community groups because community is a biblical concept. So how is it that community groups help us live out the the biblical concept, idea, instruction, command about community. Well, I want to talk about what community groups are not and what they are. And I think as we talk about what they are not and what they are, that will help us understand why having community groups helps us, enables us, gives us a way, an avenue to live out the biblical concept of community. Community groups are not simply a small group. They are not simply or they are not only a small group. Because here's the deal. Small groups tend to stay small. Small groups tend to stay at about six people or eight people. And they become very, and they are generally very inwardly focused. It's about the community for me. That, that's, that's really what small groups end up being if all they are are small groups. Okay? So community groups are not only or simply small groups. Um, community groups are not simply or only Bible studies. Okay? Now, do you think I value studying the Bible? You would be correct. 
Okay, obviously, I value studying the Bible. If you're a follower of Christ, you better value that too, okay? You better value studying the Bible as well. We, we must study God's Word. I mean, it, that, that's got to be a given for us as followers of Christ, that we're going to study the Scriptures, we're going to study God's Word, we're going to study the Bible. But here, you know, studying the Bible to gain knowledge and understanding, though it has value, it's not the ultimate value of the Scriptures. Having knowledge and understanding are valuable. We need those. But if that's all we have, we don't have everything we need. Okay, but Bible studies, Bible study groups tend to focus on knowledge and understanding and often fall short of practical application. Okay, so for that reason, community groups are not only or simply small groups or Bible studies. They're also not simply support groups. Bible studies are not, I mean, sorry, community groups are not only or simply support groups. Because a support group is where you go to meet with other people and you share your problems, you find out you're not alone, and you take some encouragement from that. Is that a good thing? Sure. Okay? But that's very inwardly focused. And again, that's a lot of the community for me. I go to my support group so I can get the support I need. And if some other people get some encouragement from that, well, cha-ching, that's great, a nice little byproduct, but I get what I, it's very inwardly and individualistic and personally oriented. Is support group good? Yeah. But, it, but community groups are not only or simply support groups. Okay? Community groups are also not simply activist groups, okay? Our community groups are not just about gathering together to feed the hungry or stop sex trafficking or take care of orphans or support adoption or... And, and, and you understand, I care deeply about all of those things, Right? And I'm, and I'm trusting you care deeply about all of those things as well. And should our community groups be involved in those things? Absolutely. But that's not all that our community groups are. Because social action without gospel-centeredness misses the biggest need in people's lives. Are there orphans in the world that need to be cared for and adopted? Yes, is that their greatest need? No, it isn't. Is it a great need? Yes, but it's not their greatest need. Their greatest need is to know Jesus Christ. That's their greatest need. Is, uh, it, it is water, you know, the access to clean water for developing countries an issue? Yes. Uh, uh, something like 90% of deaths in developing countries due to illness are caused by unclean drinking water. Okay, is that a huge deal? Yes. Okay, but if all we do is provide clean drinking water to people in Africa, are we meeting their greatest need? No. No. 
unless that comes with gospel proclamation, then we're not meeting their greatest needs. So our community groups are not only or simply social action or activist gatherings or groups. And then finally, our community groups are not simply fellowship opportunities. Okay, now, you, you know me in here to varying degrees. Some of you have known me all of your lives. Okay, all right? Some of you, most of your lives. Some of you, half of your lives. But a few of you just met me today. Okay, all right? All right. So, but do I like social gatherings? Huh? Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I mean, I'm having a Super Bowl party and I've invited 50 of my closest friends. Okay, all right. Uh, by the way, y'all invited my Super Bowl party. Okay, at 5 o'clock today. Yeah, obviously, I like getting together and hanging out and having conversation and getting to know you and you get to know me and spend time together and having, you know, that kind of social, relational interaction. I, I, that's awesome. I love all that. Okay, but that's not all our community groups are. Our community groups are not simply opportunities for that. They are so much more than all of that. Because nothing, no one of those things gets at the biblical concept of community. Now, they, they, those things touch on it. They get us closer to it. And they're part of it. Okay, but they're not it. Especially not individually. Even if you put all those things together, they're still not quite it. Our community groups can and should encompass all of the things we just talked about, community groups not being, but yet be even more than that. See, the reason that we have community groups, the reason that community groups enable and empower us to live out the biblical concept of community is because they are, first of all, on mission. A community group is on mission. Okay? That, that means that each community group will prayerfully decide, you know, what geographic or people group God has called them to reach, and then they will intentionally engage them with the gospel. Uh, a community group must reject the idea of the community for me and embrace the ideas of me for the community and the community for the world. Okay, I want you to, I'm going to say that again because I want you to get it because you may not have been really listening, okay, or you may not have been making physical or mental notes, and this is, this is a big deal. Because community groups are on mission and they are engaging people with the gospel whether it be, you know, those in their circles of influence and, and family and relationships or unreached people groups. They're engaging with the gospel and they reject the idea of the community for me. And they embrace the ideas of me for the community and the community for the world. Because community groups are on mission. Okay? Now... What do you think is 
um, one of the greatest verses about mission in the New Testament. Or maybe not the greatest, but definitely the most well-known. Yeah, the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 to 21. Jesus said, all authority on heaven and earth is given to me. Go, therefore, and, and, and baptize and make disciples and teach, and I'm with you always to the end of the age. That's, I compressed it a little bit, but yeah, you get it, right? Okay. Who's that given to? Is that mission given to Polly Hoeing? And yes. Is it given to Emma Klein? Right. Is it only given to Emma? Is it only given to Polly? No, it's given to us. That, that mission is given to the disciples, the followers of Christ, who now we understand are the church. Okay? The church. The, that mission is given to the church. And it's only accomplished by the power of God through the church. Okay? That, that's the only way. So, no matter how spiritually oriented, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, strong in her faith, Lindsay is, she will never fulfill the Great Commission by herself. I don't know. Do you think that's right, Lindsay? Right? Yeah. She's never going to fulfill the Great Commission by herself, she needs you. She needs us. We need her. Because the church has this mission given by her groom, her Lord, Jesus. Given us, the church, that mission. And we only fulfill it in community. And therefore, our community groups... Because we're living out the biblical concept of community and part of the biblical concept of community is being on mission because the Great Commission is given to us as a body, as a people, okay, then our community groups must be on mission, okay? And so we are, as, as community groups, fulfilling the Great Commission by the power of God and the direction of of the Holy Spirit and the 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 and being informed by the scriptures. A community group is a community that lives out the reality of being the church. Another reason we have community groups is it is in community groups that we best embrace our identity as the church. How many of you got up this morning and thought or even said, I'm going to church? Be honest. Okay? I'm going to church. Or how many of you will, in fact, I saw, I saw this a bunch on Facebook this morning. Yeah. Yes, I look at Facebook on Sunday morning. Okay? I, I, and, and a bunch of, in my feed, a bunch of people say, going to church. Off to church today. Got church today. You know? Um. And we use that language, and it's unfortunate, because that is thinking of church as a destination, 
not an identity. Okay? I'm always going to church. Because along with you, we are the church. That's who we are. It's not where we go. It's not where we go. And it's not even what we are. Because the church is not some impersonal organization. It's us. It's, it's not where we go. It's not what we are. It's who we are. We are the church. And so in our community groups, that gives us an incredible opportunity to live out the reality of being the church, taking on the identity of the church. Church ceases to be a destination and becomes an identity. In this context, the community group becomes the front line of care, encouragement, meeting needs, um, exhorting one another to work out uh, and live out the gospel. Uh, community groups in create environments that encourage confession and repentance of sin. And when a member is unrepentant, that community group works with the larger community and the elders to lovingly discipline in a biblical way, practice church discipline, hoping and praying for reconciliation and restoration. A community group is a group that's grounded in God's Word, committing to seeing its members internalizing and living out His Word. And I think two passages of Scripture that help us see that is Acts 2, 42-47, that tells us how the church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer and to the breaking of bread together, and they went... Uh, for house to house, from house to house, and they broke bread, they had meals, they prayed, they, they had daily prayer times in the temple, but they also went in, in meeting in people's homes, and they just, they basically lived life together. If, if anyone had need, they sold their possessions and gave to the one who had need, and they had all these things in common, and the Lord added daily to the number who were being saved. That, that's a, a one biblical picture and identity of the church, but you know, we mentioned Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, where there's this there's this exhortation that we that we continue to gather together and not forsake the meeting together, but that we spur one another on to love and good works and we encourage one another daily as uh, as we see that day approaching, the day of Christ's return. You know, we also have an admonition in, in Hebrews to encourage one another daily as long as it's called today okay so community groups give us this opportunity to really embrace and live out our identity as the church it is the you know ground level living out of the gospel living out of christian community it's in community groups that we really do life together because if all we did was meet here on Sunday, could we say we were living life together? No. No. Turn that around. If you were married and you only hung out with your spouse once a week, would you think that you were one in the you know, you were one flesh? <laughs> no. 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 No way. You that would be awful. <laughs> okay? All right? 
It just wouldn't that wouldn't work. Okay, just got you 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 live daily in that relationship. Okay, and that's what community is, and that's what community groups enable us to do to em- really embrace that identity as the church. And community groups, the way we do them at Redeemer, give us the opportunity to practice diversity. Okay. Look at each other. Look around at each other. Okay. You see a lot of young faces, right? Now look up at me. (laughs) You see an old face, right? Okay. Our community groups, by design, by design are age and ethnically, as much as we have ethnic diversity, they're diverse. In other words, at at Redeemer Church, you'll never see a community group that is nothing but college students. And you'll never see at Redeemer Church a community group who are nothing but empty nesters. You'll never see that. Because... If all the empty nesters get together in a community group, you know the only thing they do is gripe about their adult children who don't... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, no, I'm not. No, yeah, I am. Okay. But, but all those empty nesters have... They, they're... There's been so long since they were college students, they've kind of forgotten about that and don't value it. And they have, they're all in the same place in life and have all the same experiences. And that's, you know, there's not a lot of learning that goes on. Not a lot of uh, life experience, experiential ministry happening when we're all the same. Same college students. That's why we don't have community groups with nothing but college students. Because college students need old people and old people need college students. Okay, I need that's that's why I, that's one of the reasons I'm around all of you college students as much as I can be. I need you. Okay, I need you, but you need me too. Okay, and so and it's in our community groups that we experience that because here, if on Sunday, unless I come up and talk to you, you're not going to talk to me if you're a college student. Okay, you're just not unless I come up and say, hey, you know, how's it going? What's up? Yo, you know, I don't know. What's up, home skillet? I don't know, you know. Unless I do that, you won't have any laughter, and but you won't. You probably, you probably won't talk to me. I'm not saying that you guys are stuck up or anything like that, but you just you tend to be drawn to the people who are like you, and so anyone. And same thing's true. Like, if if there were more people like me here at my age and stuff in life. And I wasn't intentional about it. I would only hang out with them. Like if I saw people, you know, uh, who looked really poor because they were putting kids through school, I'd go hang out with them because I'm in that place in my life. Okay, all right. And, I, and we'd be together and and we just talk to each other because that's what we we naturally going to gravitate to the people who are like us in this large group setting. But in our community groups, we very intentionally put young and old together, and 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 different race and ethnicities together, okay? And different, not just age, ages, but different places in life because how many of you are here between the ages of 18 and 26? If you're here and you're between the age of 18 and 26, hold your hands up really high. Okay, now look around. Okay, now, put them down. 
Now, how many of you are between 18 and 26 and not in college? Okay, hands down. Now, how many of you are between 18 and 26 and are in college? Okay, so even there, even in age groups, there's diversity. You got not everybody here who's between the ages of 18 and 26 is in the same place in life. And there's value, there's great value in that diversity. Any, any passage of scripture in the New Testament that talks about us being many parts but one body is celebrating the fact that there is diversity in the body. Because here's the beauty. Even though I'm 49 years old and, and, and Emma is 19 or 20? 20. I'm sorry, who's, who's 19? Is anybody here 19? Oh, my son. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my son. <laughs> Gosh. Ah, I'm great at community. Who's 19? That doesn't count if I use you, though. Gosh, I even forgot what I was going to say. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, diversity. Okay, gives us the opportunity to practice diversity. Okay? Our community groups give us that opportunity. And we don't really get that in a, in a larger group setting. So another reason we have community groups is to celebrate and practice diversity. Um, yeah, I still can't remember where I was going to go with that. That is really bad. I even have notes and everything. Community groups give us the opportunity to develop leaders. Okay? And, and, and we do that. And, and actually, this is, this is the passage of Scripture that I really wanted us to look at. What time is it? I don't have a clock or anything. I'm seriously asking. Huh? 11.15? Okay. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried away by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay, that happens in community groups. That's, that's, that's why we have community groups, because that happens in community group we're all on in community group we understand we're all on mission not just the pastor not just the elders not just the staff but everybody because the purpose of the pastors teachers leaders is to build everybody else up to be pastors teachers leaders you, you see that that's 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 what they are there for not to do the ministry but to equip us all to do the ministry of the church the church has a mission 
And we all are called to that mission. And some are called to help others attain the skills, leadership, knowledge, ability, whatever, to fulfill that mission. That's, that's, but we all have that mission. And that development of leaders and that spiritual growth and ministry growth, that happens best in community groups. That's, how, and that's why in every one of our community groups you have a leader, and every leader's got one or two apprentices. And one or two of those apprentices are learning how to lead a community group, and then pretty soon they're going to go lead a community group, and they're going to have one or two apprentices that they're teaching how to lead that community group. But it's not just those three people who are – it's not just their leadership development is happening. It's happening throughout the community group because we're talking about being on mission together. And maybe our mission is to adopt the Espresso Royale on – uh, Duncan and Windsor Road um, to adopt those employees, kind of adopt them as a business and just minister to them, pray for them, and give them gifts and eventually get to the point where we're communicating the gospel with them. Maybe a community group might want to do something like that. Maybe one already has. I don't know. Yeah, I do know. We have. Okay. All right. And in that, and, and, and in that thing, in, I mean, in that ministry opportunity, maybe one other person in the community group who's not an apprentice learning how to lead a group is in charge of that. Or maybe they're just in charge of part of it. Maybe like their job is, hey, because we're going to give them a Valentine's Day basket to show our appreciation for them as baristas making our coffee because I love coffee. God bless baristas. Okay? All right? And so we want to, we, and so maybe one person in the community, their exercise in leadership is to organize everybody, make sure we have the right number of items we need in the basket and the right type of things because there are eight employees there and two of them are guys and six of them are girls. Okay? All right? That per that's that person's opportunity to grow into ministry and take some leadership. We're developing leaders. We're developing ministers in community groups. So that's why we have them. And then, finally, a community group is a community that may develop into an autonomous church. Redeemer Church is right now a church plant. Redeemer Church will grow into a church planting church. A church that plants churches. In fact, the day we cease to be a church plant is the day we become a church planting church. And I'm looking to you for agreement, right, brother? Right? I'm looking at the elders. We agree. I, I, I wouldn't have said that if I thought they disagreed. But no, we, that, that, it's part of, I mean, that's part of our strategy. You know, planting is part of our strategy. We long to be a church that plants churches. And community groups is one of the places that that, that can happen. A community group can become the beginning of a church plant. They can become a core team to become a church plant. That 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 can and will happen someday. Okay? And we're longing for that day, but it, you know, that's another reason that we do that we have community groups. Okay? Now I want to just say a couple words of application. Because you might be saying, okay, great, now I know why we have community groups. You know, I know because community groups are on mission and and community groups um, help us to take on that identity of being the church. There's an opportunity to practice and celebrate diversity. Um, we develop leaders. We birth new churches through community groups. Why we do it. But what does that mean? 
What's the application? I can think of at least two. Here's the first application I can think of. If you're not in a Redeemer community group, be in one. Take that step today and be in a community group. Realizing what community groups are, they're a place where we do not say the community for me, it's not what I can get out of it as much as what we get together, what I give to the others, and what we as a community give to the world. Understand that's, that's our mindset. But if you're not in a community group, get in a community group. And if you want information about community groups, or if you just want to say, I'm ready, put me in a community group, find me after the service this morning, and I will get you information, and I'll get you connected in a community group. That is, that's my thing. Okay, that's one of my roles as an elder at Redeemer Church. I'm sort of an elder over assimilation. So resistance is futile. <laughs> Peace, long life. Okay, all right, now. That's one application. If you're not in a community group, get in a community group. If you're in a community group, make sure it's a community group. Are you on mission together? Because if you're not, you're not a community group. If you're not on mission together. Are, are you better embracing your identity as the church in your community group? Because if you're not, you're not a community group. Okay? Are, are you experiencing the benefits and celebrating the diversity in your group? Because if you're not, you're not, you're not a community group. You're something else. Now the, so if you're in a community group, make sure your community group is a community group, the way that I've defined them here this morning. That you're on mission, that you're embracing the identity of the church, that you're, you're celebrating and and. and Profiting from the diversity in your group, you're developing leaders, and you're working towards birthing a church. Is that happening in your community group? That's the other point of application I'd have for you today. Maybe there, not maybe there is a third. Maybe you're not part of the community, the community of faith, because you don't have a personal faith in Christ. You've never put your faith or trust in Him. Today's the day for salvation. Turn from your sin and turn to Christ in faith. If God's drawing you to that, if He's drawing you to Himself, if Jesus is drawing you to Himself, respond in repentance and faith. Come to Christ, be part of the community. That would be the third application I have for you today. I want to ask you to pray with me, and then we'll do some other stuff. Heavenly Father, thank you that in Christ, you have drawn us into real community. God, may we, in our lives, in our relationships, in our community groups, in our life transformation groups, may we live out the community that you've called us into. In Christ's name, amen.